a good start. This is the exact part. <laughs> we'll just start it with us cackling about how hard it was to begin to get the podcast. Started. And you know what? You know what else is hard? Life. So this is the perfect, it's the perfect, you know, <laughs> art imitates life. And that's what we have going on here today. Well, now we got a fucking, I don't know a good way to segue into anything on this list. And I already okay, used so, my gas, I already used me talking, so we can't talk about the gas. Okay, so, no, I'm going to take the reins for a moment. So, there's two things I would like to talk about for lists. Okay. Uh, actually, one thing that we actually forgot to mention, but we mentioned last week, was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You have some different opinions. Oh, yeah, that's actually a great but place before, to start. Before... But let let's start late, because I want to hear about Jupiter. You know, actually, we're gonna save. I think we should combo Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible as like the second half, because I figure the second half is where we can go balls to the wall spoilers, and I feel like I can't really talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier without spoilers. So we'll just we'll lump yeah. it in with Invincible, because as it stands now, I'm I barely remember most of the names from Invincible. So, no, what I'm gonna get exactly. I think we're probably gonna go back and forth on Falcon Winter Soldier for a while, so that might not that might actually be our main topic. Yeah, but um, we'll, we'll do, we yeah, are we'll, figuring this out. As we'll we do go. Invincible, then we'll do Falcon and Winter Soldier. But before that, we have some other shit to talk about. Yeah, tell on me the, about you on the potentially debut. We don't even know if this will ever go live, but if it does, this it is will the debut episode tier. of Council Culture. It's now that I've said it, we have to stick with the name. Wait, okay, what did you want me to talk about? Jupiter's Ascending? <laughs> yeah, tell well, me. Yes. That's not what it's called. Jupiter's Ascending is an incredible movie. And by incredible, I mean incredibly bad, starring... starring what is her name? She's married to Ashton Kutcher. She's in that 70s show. I should know her name. Ah! It's also got oh, Channing Tatum oh, in it. No, no, I, oh my god, I had her name. Um, she Mia. plays Ma- Mia... Wait, Mia what? Kunis! Right? Yo, that movie, okay, that movie is trippy because, like, she does not react like a human to anything. No. Like, she literally meets aliens for the first time, finds out aliens are real. Yeah. And her first question is, oh, where did I get this dress from? It's like, you just found out fucking aliens are real. I, first, <laughs> to be fair, I think they cover that because she was, like, used to be on the alien planet for a little bit when she was a baby. Then again, haven't seen the movie in so long. I The only thing I remember is Eddie Redmayne's, oh, yes, kind of, like, way of talking just we won't let the battleships go out or whatever the fuck he said i don't even know what happened in that movie how, i know that channing tatum was a dog <laughs> my question is how often is he shirtless wait how often what how often is channing tatum shirtless all the time it, i first of all fucking worth the 10 out of 10 everyone should watch it oh so, in the movie he, i don't know yeah yet again very little that movie has stuck in my brain i thought you and, were asking if, like now? If, if I were Channing Tatum, how often would I be shirtless? I think it should be all the time. Uh, actually, current Channing Tatum, you wouldn't. He's fat now. Is he? Well, that's Did think. he get chubby? Oh. I mean, quarantine has yeah. done us all really. Hard. Well, actually, it, it was it was bef- it was just it was before quarantine. Was it people are gonna ask? No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, uh, maybe I don't know. But it's like um, people are probably gonna wonder why does Ben know so much about Channing Tatum's body? That is. <laughs> I, I am interested as to how you knew the state of his body before quarantine. I saw it in a meme, and then I researched it, and then yeah, that that is just to bring it back to what I was actually Jupiter's <laughs> Legacy, which is a show mm-hmm. that just came out on Netflix, very in the vein of Invincible. But you haven't watched it, so I'm gonna just give a rundown, and I'm gonna tell you 
what I think the funniest part of it is. This isn't a spoiler. Should I watch it? That's what I'm you Should I watch it? Should, should it? It is, I am so 50-50 on this fucking show. Because there are some decent moments. Um, but also, like, it, it, it's one of those superhero shows that's like, we're gonna say something, which is nice. They're, like, trying to, like, po- wax poetic on philosophy in a show that's already absurd because it's about superheroes. But, and this isn't a spoiler, it's in the trailers. I'm making sure I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, Josh Dumal, who's, like, the main character, he's basically, like, it's basically, a there's like the older superheroes like the fucking boomer superheroes and then there's like some new superheroes that are their kids and it's about that dynamic but josh jamal who's like the dad superman jesus figure of the group uh he like he has this terrible white hair uh white beard wig thing going on and i don't know if you I've know seen josh it. Jamal. It looks- but I do. It looks fucking awful. Yeah, I remember, it, I remember, it takes me out of the show like every time he's on screen, and his character is supposed to be this sort of cult-like personality uh, that, like, he has these like very established Batman-like rules that everyone has to follow. But every time he talks, I'm like, one, it's Josh Dumal uh, from Transformers fame, so I already <laughs> don't take him seriously. And two. It's the dumb, I don't, like, as film people, as people who love film, their lives are centered around film, which extends to television. I know no one believes television should be in the same conversation as film, but, like, who, who greenlit that? You know how many fucking people have to look at a thing and they're like, let's just give them the shittiest beard hair combo. But, (laughs) I mean, I think you would like it. I think it's a rough start. If you've ever played a JRPG and, like, got through it. You can probably get I, through the, the shitty episodes. Because it does have a lot of fun flashback stuff. Like, most of the show takes place in the 30s, which I didn't expect at all. And then it'll, like, come back and it's like, what's up, back in modern times? Is it kind of in the in this, in a similar vein that uh, the Watchmen movie kind of goes, like, back and forth? Yeah, but it's somehow, it's not as good as Watchmen. I actually love Watchmen. I yeah, think, I think it's good. I think Watchmen's Zack Snyder's best film. This is what this is the first hot take of the podcast. I think Watchmen's Zack I, Snyder's best film. I know I, I agree with that. I think almost everything that I'm not going to say his name, Mr. Snyder. I think most <laughs> things he touch he touches, just like like I know a lot of people like now that just the extended cuts out. He's like they're like oh if if he's if he's just unrestrained he can make art. I'm like I'm sorry. It, no, he shouldn't be allowed to make movies anymore. Well, <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think. Listen, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Zacky Snide's benefit of the doubt. He's not Michael Bay level bad. He has at least some understanding of narrative pacing. It's just he doesn't know how to do it. Not over four fucking hours. I think Zack Snyder should just make TV. Because, like, he only knows how to tell a story over a long fucking time. That's what we've just seen with the Snyder Cut. Just make TV. You know just make really good TV. Stop you know trying I would... to make Sucker Punch three and a half fucking hours. I'm like, yeah, that movie, oh my god, that's off. Like, oh. <laughs> I gave that movie the benefit of the doubt when I watched it, and oh. then I gave it all the halfway through. I'm like, I have all the doubt now. But I would, I know what, as much as they say I don't like him as a director, I kind of, now you mentioned the giving him a shot at TV, Imagine him making, like, a noir detective-style, like, straight-to-Netflix show. Like, I think oh, that yeah. is 
in his book. Because here's the thing. Like, I know everyone, like, and me included, where it's like, oh, the DCU's too edgy. Oh, Ash Snyder's hands all over it. I'm like, yeah, but then it's like, stick to what you're good at. Because as much as I hate to admit it, he is good at encapsulating that kind of style. Yeah. So if if he writes a story based around his strengths and around the style he writes in, then I think he I think he can make the detective well, it'd be a detective TV show in the scenario, but like the, the detective story he wanted to he wanted to tell in the Batman Noir movie that I guess we're never gonna get. Yeah. Well my thing is like a director should always direct their style. I think you're always gonna get better shit. Than when like a director decides to like fit the studio's wants and like try to make a film that they're not they're not necessarily suited for. And clearly he likes sepia tone, dark, d- quote unquote dark, because he'll never really get to the points that I think would be interesting. Because I think every, okay, just to go back to what you said, DCEU is too dark. I think it has two routes it needs to go. Either it needs to gentrify the shit out of itself and become Marvel. Or it needs to go fucking darker. And we've seen that with shows like Invincible and more specifically one of my favorites, The Boys, which I don't know if you've seen that. Just genuinely fucking rad show. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, if DC had had the balls to make The Boys and make like an anti-superhero Justice League Justice League, I think that would have done way better. And it would have meant more if they were kind of the flip side of the coin to marvel but now they're just sort of they don't know what to fucking do they brought joss whedon in and he fucked up justice league somehow and then they brought zach back and he i guess made it better if you ask the right people imagine if zach made like injustice or the dark justice league or even if he made his own like little universe using different variations of superheroes like instead of instead of um using like instead of using like the the main canon superman music i don't know Use like uh, honestly, my my DC comic knowledge is limited. Uh, the only thing that pops in my head is like again doing the injustice or doing like an evil version of Superman or like something. Like I think that'd be cool. I, I, I think you've hit it a hundred. I think the only way DC makes everything better is they do sort of because they have Flashpoint coming up. That's on like their docket of things, which they're gonna use as a as a retcon device. Which at least, and I appreciate that they're finding a way narratively to restart their shit without just being lazy and being like, we just restarted it. It's just all starting again. And then they can kind of connect to their more successful, like branching stuff. I guess they could have like Joker involved, which I don't really want to see Joaquin Phoenix Joker involved, but I, they could if they wanted to, but I think they should do that. And then, yeah, I think injustice is the storyline that would one will probably tie into another realm game. Because I assume Injustice 3 is coming out eventually. And by the time they're figuring out the movie, it could, like, do that cool sync up. And it's a good dark storyline. Having, like, Superman just go fucking crazy. Because Lois got blown up or whatever. And then it's like they kind of wanted to in Batman v Superman. But they were like, but we can't make Superman the bad guy. So let's just have it that everyone's confused about names. It's like, fucking what? Yeah, it's like, like, okay, guy, let me hear this, okay? What if the love for their mothers brings them together? It's like, that's so stupid. And like, also, like, quick side note, in the city I live in, there is a Martha Street. So every time I fucking pass it, I just think in my head, it's like, I don't know that name <laughs> as I'm driving by. And like, uh, but like, 
The thing is, it's like a ma- okay. Like, I know I don't I don't typically like doing this. So like, oh, what if they did this? But imagine if they did Man of Steel. They actually just dedicated to a Batman movie. They did their Aquaman movie. They did the Wonder Woman, and then when they um, then they did like a Batman vs Superman kind of thing. But then they ended it with fucking Joker killing Lois Lane, oh. which I know isn't exactly how it happened in Injustice. It will. You know, like a uh, scarecrow toxin, Superman yeah. ends. I get or doing it like he thinks he's fighting. Uh, thinks he's fighting abomination, not abomination. Yeah, then he like beats the shit out Lois. I'm I'm less familiar with he, that storyline. Uh, basically, he's fight. Oh god, I forget. The, uh, not Dark Side. He's fighting like a, apocalypse. So basically, no. <laughs> come on, <laughs> that's X Men. But like, but basically, um, Joker uses scarecrow uh, gas on Superman, laced with kryptonite. And um, essentially, he sees, I forget what it is, but let's just say it's dark side for the sake of whatever. He sees, he sees him, so he's like, oh shit. So grabs him, th- flies like, flies up in the space and throws him out just just for the toxin to wear off. Turns out he was having a hallucination. He actually did it to Lois. Yeah, okay. So he killed Lois. Yeah, he gotcha. killed Lois, and then he went back to Earth and fucking murdered Joker. Yeah. That's what starts in Justice. Like, That's imagine right, okay, if, yeah. Move- so he murders Joker, and then... And then that's what I, I'm. I'm remembering the games a little bit more now. I also read the comics. I read the comics in tandem with the games, so that's how I. I didn't read the comics, but I did fall asleep listening to the comic story and recap. So I'm basically the same knowledge base as you on this. One. Yo, it's funny you mentioned comic storying because, like, like I guess like the hardcore comic community fucking hates him. <laughs> yeah, because he like... must be ruining comic sales. Because I genuinely don't buy comics. Which is fucked, because I used to. I'll just, like, he's so good at covering the stories, and it takes me, like, an hour, and I'm all caught up on, like, Court of Owls and shit. I feel really bad as I say this, but, like, he's he's great at it. I can see why he'd be hated. Uh, we have a, uh, Ryan and I have a mutual friend, uh, we'll just call him K. Oh, okay, we'll, wait. Let's not, I mean, he, he'll, know who we, he'll know who he is if he listens to this, but, like. Gotcha. Well, we, we, are, we have we multiple are... mutual friends whose names begin with K, so I don't know. Okay, so who, who, who's the, okay, I'll tell I, you this. Listen, I'll as t- you describe this person, I'll know exactly who it is. <laughs> so I told this person once, I was like, oh, I was listening, I was listening to, like, Comma Story, and, like, because, like, I guess he was, I forget what I was watching Comma Story, I think it was Gwenpool. Okay. Because, like, I, which I, I did end up actually buying and reading Gwenpool comics, because I'm a fucking. Are those good, by I the way? I love the whole. They're fun. Like they're not like there's something like you you wouldn't get super invested. It's kind of like ah, are they? I have to go to work. And have like, you ever read any of like the just Deadpool Deadpool comics? Are they like those? In I own I own Deadpool Deadpool comic. Here's okay. So uh, before we get into that tangent, I'm just gonna say uh, this person when I told him I was reading comic story and he gave me like a random like you're killing the industry or da da da. Like I know which K this don't, is. It, it's like yeah, yeah, you do. And it, listen, Kay, we love you, but oh, I love you to death, up. Kay. I love you to death. You but just you are. You're very up. opinionated as a as a person. But anyway, um, we go anyway. So yeah, he basically just went off at me like, if you're not a true comic book reader, if you listen to Thomas Story, and I'm like, I want to know if it was good before I bought it. Chill. Yeah. Uh, but even though like I may have read up to everything he did, then I bought the comics. Actually, I bought just in time for the for the Deadpool versus Gwenpool thing, but like, which segues way into the Deadpool comics. So Deadpool comics, here's the thing. So the stories, like I always like Deadpool like featuring in other stories better because I find from what I've read, his stories, like they tend to go really wacky, which is fine, but then it's like I find he usually has kind of weak 
uh, in terms of narrative, like weak villains, and like his stories aren't all that great. Like there's some interesting ones. Like there's one where he has to he has to go back in time and stop time traveling Hitler from killing Nick Fury. Hmm. Uh, and it's funny because like uh, there's. I, there's just basically this DC hero who I think was only invented for this. I've never seen him in anything else, but he, he he's a time traveling thing. He tried to go back in time to kill Hitler. He went back in time, but he went back in time to a time where Hitler was, when Hitler had a gun in his hand. Hitler's like, oh shit, time traveler, shoots him. And then Hitler takes his, uh, his time traveling suit and tries to go like kill Nick Fury, but he can't figure out how the suit works. So he ends up going into like the future future. And by the way, Nick Fury is white in this in this uh, story. Well, you know, Nick Fury has like... been white, I believe, primarily. Uh, t- I think he just recently turned into the more Samuel L. Jackson. Up until like 20, 2012, I believe. Because he was based but, off like, of like Dazel. Da- uh, he was based off of David Hasselhoff, I think, in like the 80s. And now he's he's 100% Samuel L. Jackson to me now. Though. Oh, yeah. But he's thinking, so he goes into the, he goes into the future and, and he's like in a shield helicarrier. And he looks up and then... It's black Nick Fury and Samuel Jackson and just and he turns around and he just like motherfucking time traveling Hitler and then um, that's perfect <laughs> and then Hitler's like ah oh, shit and he just goes back in time to like the fifties where Deadpool then goes back in the time to protect fifties era Nick Fury and it's a pretty interesting comic but it's like other than that there's just basically like. Oh, Deadpool fights a raptor in the middle of uh, New York, which is fun. But then it's like, okay, he just gets beaten up a lot. Or it's like, oh, Deadpool. Which I think of another one. Um, is it forgettable? That's the problem. It's like, oh, Deadpool and Hydra Bob are breaking into Hydra so he can something to do with Wolverine. I, I don't even remember a lot of his stuff. It, it's not memorable. It's just Deadpool doing things, which is cool, but not groundbreaking not to say like he does have a couple like bangers i'm not saying every deadpool comic is shit but a lot of them i wouldn't really spend your money on yeah i'm curious what disney will do with deadpool as a character now that they own it because like you can't get rid of ryan reynolds deadpool because i feel like he is 100 percent the perfect on-screen uh, representation of that character. But also, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool doesn't really... Uh, how do I put this? Doesn't really fit the Disney vibe? They have some stuff confirmed and some stuff rumored. So, like, confirmed Deadpool 3 is happening under Disney's banner. Well, yeah, we know confirmed that. Confirmed it's going to be rated R. And um, there's rumors that this is the movie where they're going to try to tie him into the main MCU. See, I think it would be cool if they gave him a third movie that then sort of opened the window for him to have a Disney Plus show because I feel like he'd fit way better as a serialized character just kind of doing wacky stuff. Um, And then maybe he shows up in like an Avengers movie from time to time. Or there was that theory on the internet, or not a theory... What is what is the word for a suggestion? A game theory. (laughs) A game theory! No, but there was... uh, the idea that he should be the new cameo character in I've place of too. Stan Lee's cameos, it should just be like Deadpool is always somehow involved in these That'd weird cool. events. I think it'd be also kind of cool if they took like aged Steve Rogers and just have him just like do random like 
oblivious what's going on around him kind of cameos. Well, the, I Just, think like, there was, and I don't know if this is true, I think the age Steve Rogers role was supposed to be Stan Lee, and then Stan Lee died. I'd heard that. I don't know if that's true or if that's just someone's, like, best wish. Because people on the internet love to just say things as if they were going to happen because they sound good. So, that, I could already debunk that because Stanley was alive when that movie was being shot. And he was in the movie as a cameo. He was not... He wasn't in Endgame. His last cameo was yes, in he Captain was. Marvel. No, no, no. His last his Oh, last yeah, you're right. He drives by. Make love, not war. Yeah, yeah, drives yeah. He drives off, by in the car. Which is... So yeah, I which guess is a very that's... fitting final cameo. I will say. Well, we don't know, but to, also to add to that, films are very complex. We don't know at what point in production they shot Steve sitting at a at a was he on a wood stump? No, he's on a bench. Steve sitting on a bench. bench. But I imagine if they were gonna make it, uh, why can't I think of his name? If they were gonna make it Stanley, they would have like filmed that up front just in case. So I also I also think they wouldn't have done the other cameo if he was going to be Steve. I have to be honest though, that cameo kind of felt like a, oh shit, he died, we have to reuse some footage. Because they, I mean, they had apparently shot like 14 cameos for him in uh, Ant-Man, just just in case, and then they were like, no, we'll, we'll, we'll let him, we'll let him go in Endgame, which is nice, because he's not in Far From Home, is he? No. No, he's not. And I think it's fitting because it's like, especially after Endgame and after like Fate. Well, technically, technically speaking, um, Spider Man is a Phase Four movie. Or uh, then why uh, is it Endgame in my Phase Three box set, motherfucker? <laughs> wait, time out. Wait, so wait, so uh, Infinity War? No, sorry, Infinity War is Phase Three or Four? Phase Three. I get to sorry. I got. I, okay, but I Phase up. Three it's, is also I, split into two parts because fuck us, I guess. Yeah. Phase 1 is only, like, six movies. Same with, like, Phase 2. And then Phase 3 is straight up, like, 12 movies long. Which is insane. Like, I feel like there could have been, like, I don't know, maybe... Like, it seems like Age of Ultron, you think they would cut it... What does end Phase 2? Because it's not Age of Ultron. It's I think it's Guardians? Or maybe it's Ant-Man is technically the end of Phase 2 for some reason? Oh, my God. Hold on. We gotta Google this shit. They love to do that transitional stuff. Here, I'll, I'll grab my box sets. I'll be right back. It's okay. We can always cut this, but just so just so we know that I'm right, <laughs> I looked at the Phase Two box set, and it is Ant Man, is what they consider to be the end of Phase Two. It goes Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, <laughs> Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then Ant Man. Yeah, see, like I even think Captain America: Civil War would have been a good time to cut Phase Two. Well, it, I technically it is because it's the start of Phase Three. But yeah, I think that would have been the great bookend because it's like Phase Two ends with the Avengers separated, and I mean to be fair, Phase Three has way too many fucking movies. Like seriously, also I I'm a, I'm of the opinion that some of these are like B tier movies anyway. So in my head can and some of them I just skip anyway. I I can't pull myself to skip a single movie. I mean like okay like look, let me let me rephrase that. I would still watch all of them, but I may forget a couple when I'm listing them out. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's interesting to me that they were going to start Phase 4 with Black Widow, and then, of course, uh, the evil COVID happened, and now we started Phase 4 with a television show, which is even weirder. Well, two, technically. 
two, and that brings us that that's a perfect segue. This is the perfect segue to talk about potentially talk about WandaVision and then get into our a little bit of our Winter Soldier stuff. We can save the rest for later, but did you watch WandaVision? Oh yeah, dude, I watched Yeah, okay, so quick story. I watched WandaVision, I was trying to talk to you about that shit. Like I was like messaging you, like, hey Rowan, wanna chat? Ghosted. Ignored, and you're the only other Did I ghost you? Probably not on purpose. I don't recall this. But still. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't recall this. But you do have a you do have a tendency of asking if I want to chat after I've already gone to bed because I go to sleep at grandmother times at like I've 8.30 Started PM. going to sleep at grandmother times because of my full time. Oh, it's schedule. so good. It's so good. Then you wake up at five thirty, you feel like a fucking you feel like a member of society. Okay, I can go to bed at eight PM and still wake up at like noon. Like I am I don't know how the fuck you do that. It's it's and the people are like, Oh, I'm so jealous. Which I can sleep as long as you No, you don't. It's it's not productive at all. Also, I think maybe I think you get more tired the more you sleep sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my theory. But I have a fucked up, like, uh, whatever rhythm, whatever, um, what's it called? Um, Circadian rhythm. That. I have a fucked up that. But anyway, to answer your question, Brian, yes, I did watch WandaVision. Well, now we can we can get into it briefly. Uh, just a fucking spoilers go on this one. You've had enough time. Okay, so months. let's know it. I know we were going to talk about, like, what part of the podcast or whatever. From this point on, anything we talk about is going to be spoilers. Yeah, everything uh, from now to when this shuts off, I'm spoiling shit. Yeah. I can't believe that Taskmaster is Scarlet Witch in the new Black Widow movie. That's a fake spoiler. But if it turns out to be real, I want you to know that I had no idea. And that's a weird narrative choice <laughs> like, for them I'm to go with anyway. From this point on, I'm spoiling everything, including shit that's not out yet. <laughs> yeah, including shit I don't know about. I did effectively spoil... Endgame without knowing what happened at Endgame. I have proof of this somewhere. <laughs> I Discord messaged everyone. I said, wow, just saw Endgame. Iron Man dies. Cap gets his dance. Hulk's weird. And I was just guessing because, like, we knew going into Endgame, someone's going to die. Probably Iron Man. Yeah, that was and a safe And the, the Cap getting a dance thing, they'd been showing that card for fucking four movies. Oh, yeah, that was, like, foreshadowed. I got so many messages. They're like, how the fuck did you know that? And I'm like, I just fucking guessed. It wasn't that difficult. And even then, the real spoiler would have been like if I was like, oh, Captain America uses Mjolnir to put in the sickest combo we've ever to seen in our lives. To be fair, I did predict that. I told people, Steve's going to pick up Mjolnir in this movie. Then I mean, it, it, it was fucking the perfect choice. Even I had just forgotten he kind of nudges it in Age of Ultron. And I definitely, let's go back to that one. How does he know how to fucking wombo with that thing? Yo, so He picks it up and it's go time. But he knows every fucking move set. So, for, first of all, because he's the Boy Scout. But also, um, imagine, imagine like, so in, in Age of Ultron, he feels, he's like, oh, shit, I can actually lift this. But I'm not going to make Thor look like an idiot, so I'm going to be a nice guy. Then turns out whenever Thor is, like, asleep or whatever, he would sneak in, grab Molnir, and start fucking training <laughs> with it. Because he's like, okay, new headcanon <laughs> confirmed. Cap would wait till Thor was asleep and just do just do midnight hammer practice in case he ever had to hit the most insane wombo combo. I'm gonna add to this. Does Cap sleep? Yo, wait. What if the serum makes it so he doesn't have to? His body just. I've never. We've never seen him sleep. He does go back to his apartment in Winter Soldier, but I don't think I've ever seen him get in the bed. So, brush in, his teeth, go to sleep. In. W- 
Uh, in Winter Soldier, well, whenever um, after Bucky beats the fuck shit out of him and he falls out of a helicarrier, uh, we see him. Uh, he see him kind of knocked out slash asleep in a bed. Okay, there's a difference between sleeping and being fucked up to the point of you're in a coma in a hospital. <laughs> uh, I'm. Sh- oh, hold on. There must have been other example like. I don't think I do. I'm how many heroes have we seen asleep in the MCU anyway? That is true, though. I don't think other than Spider-Man, who I feel like we see sleep a lot. I mean, even characters in beds aren't sleeping. Like, for example, segue were Wanda's kids actually sleeping when they were. You know what sucks? Yeah, (laughs) we have such good segues, but we keep ruining them by saying the word segue (laughs) before nailing our first segue back into one. Like in post, just. a racist saying segue. No, but no, no, hear me, hear me. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm not done yet. A racist saying segue would then just have a fucking sound of like a segue. Just like, uh, a little like, <laughs> it's like, anyway, so, uh, Wanda's kids, uh, were they, okay, so, okay, I'm not gonna get into that because if we're gonna talk about WandaVision a little bit, and I think we should briefly touch on it because honestly, this is one show that, in my opinion, people were very hyped on it and it had a lackluster ending. Oh, the the last episode, lame. The rest of the, the rest of the show, fantastic. I'm not even sure where we should start with one of it. Like, well, first let's start out with like those first fucking four weeks of the show. Like, I think here. Wait, 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 wait. I think a good thing, something we should start doing, just a quick ass summary. So I need you. You got a minute. Summarize the entirety of WandaVision for someone who hasn't seen it. Okay, so. Here we go. All right. Benny's going to do this. Here we go. Cracking knuckles. Here we go. I got this. I, I you're, you're using a lot of time. <laughs> okay. Starting with note. We're starting now. So Wanda being sad. Wanda go to. <laughs> I kind of thought that was going to be your old summary. <laughs> Wanda big sad. Sees dump of the house. Wanda big angry. Wanda big scream. Rhonda creates a multi-dimensional. <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> sphere around a home brainwashing and entrapping a hex whatever it's uh, <laughs> entrapping people like making them mind slaves who are in constant pain to live her sick calm fantasies with her fake children and fake vision boom gosh that was great that, you actually nailed it i genuinely thought at the start you were just going to say <laughs> wanda big sad and it kind you kind of nailed the whole show with that to get into it, it does have the first four episodes, which I think you're about to say, are they don't even really tell you what the show is yet. For like the first half of it, they just sort of it's like those eerie sitcom episodes, and I loved that shit so much because like each episode, there's something's just slightly off the whole time. But other than that, they're just one to one rips. And I thought personally, I think Paul Bettany as Vision in the. Uh, when he's a magician episode was like just one of the funniest recreation episodes I'd ever seen. It really got me. I was like, why is he so perfect at this old timey shitty Van Dyke comedy that somehow cracks me up. And then like midway through the show, they just take a right turn and they go like straight back to MCU for like an episode with, with Darcy and, and the incredible Jimmy Woo. And then, and then we kind of like fluctuate in between, and then it, it's got a pretty lame ending, I think. Best part is they fucking they they did that little 
that little dick tease of did we just bring x-men in and then they're like no <laughs> i was did it. i was gonna ask about your opinion on that because i'm like oh that is like oh boy oh boy 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 like i here's the thing it, it hurt quicksilver <laughs> I, I will make i will make the argument like i think there's a really good reason they killed off i guess the let's call them uh mcu and can and mcu and fox um Quicksilver's like just to make it easy or like X yeah. or whatever like just you know so we're talking about so Age of Ultron no, we have Quicks- Quick and we have Silver <laughs> uh, so, oh my god that's confusing okay Age of Ultron Quicksilver I think it was smart killing him off because yeah like here's the thing having a speedster in he breaks the world he breaks the world that's my problem with the Flash it's like Watch it. Now, luckily, that Quicksilver, they did take, they were very careful in Age of Ultron to show he couldn't really run s- super fast, evidently not fast enough to, like, flick the bullets, <laughs> and, and he would get tired a lot. He would run, like, a little bit, and he'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> just, like, As you fucking would, wouldn't you? Like, you know? Yeah. Whereas the Flash can just fucking make a run for any amount of time, it seems. And then he'll, like, run through time. I don't think Quicksilver could do that. Now, maybe Fox is Quicksilver, because they went a little bit Yeah, he was, like, yeah, that was a little bit. So, like, but I do, I understand Killing Him Off, and I do understand why they wouldn't want, especially that version of Quicksilver, why they wouldn't want that in the MCU, because that's, like, people complaining that, like, Captain Marvel is OP, which I agree with, but, like... That would have been no. That that, that that's where we're staying away from Captain Marvel at least for this episode. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate like an episode to everything. We could genuinely do an episode because they did just announce the uh, Captain Marvel two. Actually, isn't Captain Marvel two? It's the Marvels, and they're gonna bring in Monica Rambo from WandaVision and Kamala Khan, who's gonna have her own show. So maybe Ooh. with more characters. The Marvels won't be as shit as Captain Marvel. With more people to work with other than Jude Law. You know what? Captain Marvel 2 will be good. I was about to start going in on the Captain Marvel, but like, let's let's put a bookmark in that. Uh, let's just wrap up WandaVision and get on to what I think is going to be. Like, I think we may even have to push back Invincible. I have a feeling. I don't know. I think I, we can, we, we still have like 10 minutes. I think we could theoretically still talk about WandaVision. Because it'll pair nicely if we talk about just, we just get both the Marvel shows out of the way. Oh, okay. Give them each their 20 minutes in court. Plus, Loki's coming out soon, too. Oh, dude, I'm actually, that one, that one I think is going to be the best one. And I really liked WandaVision. I liked WandaVision so much, I think I'm going to get, like, a WandaVision figure. I mean, I, I think, the for me, the ending's paramount. And, like, I guess just getting into the ending. That, like, first, not just, I think the last, like, two, three episodes kind of killed it for me in particular. But, like, the last episode was just, like, this could have been, like, in my, first of all, it could have had a bigger effect on the MCU as a whole, which <sighs> I don't know. He's, I wonder if they, I think they might have wanted it to, and then COVID fucked it all up. Because, well, I know, here's the thing. We, we, sorry, I was just going to say, uh-huh. like, I, I know there was, like, with the release window, the original release window, uh, which had to be changed because of COVID, I know they were trying to make some, like, last minute changes because, like, certain like i know for i know apparently it's been confirmed that something in falcon winter soldier is going yeah, it's to about a pandemic no, no no i mean like like in like in the canon of the show something's 
was either either something from Black Widow was supposed to affect that show a player role or vice versa. So that's was oh. that was something I heard and come to think after watching the show I don't know what it could be so it's probably no no, no. just to just to hopefully fill in some info uh, there is a whole pandemic storyline in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they removed due oh. to COVID. But they keep talking, like, if you watch the show back, they keep referencing this event and this thing, and and what's-her-face dies off-screen to, quote-unquote, tuberculosis, but it was apparently going to be a pandemic. Now, I don't know if that... That might actually tie into Black Widow. Maybe she was trying to stop some fucking super virus pandemic thing way back in the day. She didn't manage to, and it led to... But, but there is a... A sizable chunk of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they had to slowly, like, remove a pandemic storyline because an actual pandemic happened. I did not know that. And, wait, so who who died off screen? Uh, It's the, I don't know if it's the mother of the terrorist Carly um, or, like, someone... There's an important part in episode three, I think, where Carly's talking about a woman who helped raise a lot of the people who become flag smashers. She's like sick and dying. And from from what it seems is the original plot would have had it be she had also contracted this terrible pandemic that I think in story was supposed to be released by 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 some government as like a as a bio attack and then they had to just remove all of it cuz one, Disney has to appeal to Chinese markets and having a government spread or potentially government spread bio attack doesn't really doesn't really sell the best over there, especially after Trump taught it around the name China virus for two fucking years. So as it's, a Canadian, yeah. uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that uh, two Canadians are currently being held by the Chinese government. Nothing to do with that. Uh, I just want to say, um, I, for one, uh, as a Canadian citizen who doesn't want to be taken away from my family, I do not think China uh, made that virus in a lab. Um, if I ever oh, go, I don't tra- think so either. I'm if saying- I ever go traveling overseas, uh, there is no need for government agents. Uh, Chinese government agents to come and <laughs> oh, yeah. see me. This is my official statement to the People's Republic uh, China of China. China number one. China number one. Okay. China number one. No, but to, <laughs> to actually be clear, uh, like I don't think that's what happened at all. I think it was just Disney doesn't want anyone to be able to pull yeah, that yeah, away yeah, from I'm the just, narrative. I'm, just, I'm screwing around, but yeah. Um, Which, like, people, to be fair, that narrative has some stuff, and we'll get into it later, that you can definitely pull and, like, still associate with what's happening. It's just that all this stuff you can associate is more of, like, American politics. And they seem to be okay with pissing off some Americans. So, uh, I... But, but back to WandaVision. I was going to say, we need to wrap we need to wrap WandaVision up. Because, like, I, I, f- I feel like we're, we're ready but, to get... But it does tie into what we're talking about. Because I think WandaVision's ending. Because they have sort of talked about, like, oh, they thought about bringing Doctor Strange. Now, we know that that one wasn't affected by COVID. They decided not to bring strange in at the end because they thought it like lessened wanda's story and i i fucking agree with yeah, them no, I, I think agree. wanda deserved her own thing and there were a lot of people who were hyped for it i think i think they should have brought in and this has been my they shouldn't have turned quicksilver into a boner joke uh just to be fox searchlights quicksilver into a boner joke <laughs> which is ultimately his fate uh, we find out he's not quicksilver uh he's just ralph boner a local actor 
Uh, I was hoping we were going to get that Quicksilver and it was going to be this whole Wanda's power is so powerful that it that people are bleeding through dimensions and and all the people who had been in WandaVision as each episode's coming out were talking about this this character they all got to work with at the end and it was such a like it was such a dream at least Paul Bettany said that now we find out Paul Bettany was joking and it's because he gets to work with himself um Dude, I was so hyped. I thought it was going to be Michael Fassbender. I thought it was going to be Michael Fassbender Magneto. Because we know in comics, Magneto is Wanda's dad. But in MCU, he is not. But that doesn't mean at whatever point this Magneto slips through the time stream that he wouldn't think Wanda's his kid. And I thought it would be cool. Like, oh, there's a mutant now. And Magneto's the first one to come across. You could build up House of M and... And maybe that's why the multiverse of madness has so many M's in it. It was all making sense then. And that's a problem. I think we all just tried to outrun ourselves with the the final well, episode of WandaVision. We all had these cooler predictions. To be fair, I think they put too many like boner killers in there. Like, okay, so I'm not gonna pretend like I know who this character is. I'm not gonna pretend like I knew about this character before WandaVision, because I didn't. But uh and I'm gonna explain this the best as I can. I ba- you know what? I got this from a fucking game theory. Okay. I mean, film theory. I got some film theory. Are you but, talking about? Is this about to be Mephisto? No, I'm not talking about Mephisto. I'm talking uh. about so uh, the Debbie, I believe her name is in WandaVision. Like the girl, the woman with the yellow hair has the yellow. Um, oh, I think he, she he she has a husband, and um, oh yeah 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 yeah. So she's an actual character from the. She's comics. like the evil chick in the black and white episodes, or like the popular one. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. So I know who you're talking uh, about. And they were hinting that like she was going to be kind of a foil to Wanda, and that she may like be playing a bigger role than we're giving her credit for. Uh, in the comics, there's this uh, D- there's this uh, DC there's this run that's basically kind of like a parody of some DC heroes, and she's in it. Um, they're ma- they're mainly for gags, but this well and again i i don't know a hundred i'm not gonna be able to give this justice but just basically this woman's a witch and she and she affects shit with wanda and something to do with multi-dimensional stuff right that's the best like that's the best like way i can okay. explain it I'm, i apologize uh if people do end up listening to this please let me know on twitter that i'm a dumbass um <laughs> but but uh but anyway uh, she was hinted, and she was, and at the end, like the last few episodes, she was given a lot of like B-roll time, and it looks like she was good. And the last episode it looked like she was gonna do something. Then she just starts freaking out and running around with everyone else. Like, oh no, they just no, they were. She was just a reference. She wasn't actually there to do anything. She wasn't a witch, or maybe she what? Maybe she was just like pretending. Wait, maybe she's biding her time. Yeah, maybe they're playing a super long game. And in, like, I, two movies, they'll be like, that chick was actually controlling Agatha the whole time. And you're like, That's what bitch. I thought. But then it's like, well, here's another <laughs> thing, though. It's like, they throw away a lot of shit. Like, you know, Agatha's technically still... Okay, here's the thing with Agatha. Here's my thing with Agatha. So, Wanda basically warps her mind, makes her think that she's, you know, in the sitcom thing, in, in sitcom world, whatever. That world got erased. So. What? Yeah. Wanda doesn't make her think she's in the sitcom world. She makes her the perfect neighbor and then leaves. Yeah. So she, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she makes her, she basically makes her the character that she was pretending to be, right? 
Yeah. But then that world gets erased. Well, yeah, but that doesn't... I don't see why that would affect Agatha still being a perfect neighbor. Like, yeah, but, but, wait, 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 okay, 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 so let me, let me rephrase that. So she is... Wanda implies that, like, she doesn't want to kill her because she might need her or whatever, so she basically wanted to have her somewhere on standby. So... Uh-huh. So so she basically oh you're a perfect neighbor whatever. But then, if the thing gets erased, one of two things happens to Agatha. She gets erased with it, or more more realistically, because as as you, as we saw, people who are from the actual reality uh, survive and go back to normal or whatever. What happened to Agatha? Well, no, 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 because she just puts a spell directly on Agatha instead oh. of like so yeah the hex falls, but then. At the point that she enchants Agatha, the hex had already fallen because she had already turned all badass. And by the way, I just want to say, Elizabeth Olsen genuinely deserves, like, an award for that show. I feel like she really, she brought so much more emotional depth to a very silly character than ever should have. And her, like, final triumphant moment with, like, the whole Scarlet Witch outfit was awesome. But then I think she just, she has enough power to keep agatha in a constant state it's like impossible for her to maintain a constant hex that's like controlling fucking 30 miles of a of a town in new in newark new jersey or whatever but like i think she could do it to one person and it seems like she just she just possesses agatha to be like a neighbor for the rest of her life so i think agatha until, just goes off and lives in the real world being a good neighbor at least until dr strange where they're like we need a witch and then wanda's yeah. like you saw the after credit scene, by the way. Yeah, the so I really, so I want to get, in, I want to get into that because it, it has. There's a lot of implica- anyway, I There's a lot I actually want to talk to you about that. But first, let's talk about uh, the revived Vision. Oh, white Vision, yeah. The white Vision. It's like, oh, why does Vision have to be white? Why can't it be black Vision? <laughs> but um, but I'm sure, I'm sure that'll show up in the comics eventually. But like, but yeah, just to summarize that part, uh, Real Vision died, and then they took Real Vision's body and made a new Vision, White Vision, but Wanda create like, births an entire Vision in her world that is akin to what we know of Vision, and then they kind of have a showdown. <laughs> just, just for anyone who missed that part of the show. But then, at the end, like, fake Vision looks at White Vision and be like, oh, well... Uh, the stone's gone, but your your body might still remember something like along those lines. So he basically creates a new mind stone, or yeah, creates a new mind stone, and then just boom, he's back. He's like, I am Vision. Then he flies up, and it's well, like, I don't okay. I don't think he creates a new mind stone because they already had the like little blue stone or whatever he has. He does touch him and make everything go yellow, but I think I think he's just unlocking the data for vision because he says directly he goes you know you have all the data they're just keeping it from you and then vision white vision unlocks it after because they have the the, i thought it was interesting they quote the ship of theseus like an actual yeah it's the most ham-fisted like philosophy question in a in a show because they're like let's just legitimately bring up a principle of philosophy and they're like if you take what is it if you take every piece off of the ship of theseus and replace it is it is it still the ship of Theseus kind of thing? And they don't they don't give us an answer. And also White Vision just YOLOs the fuck out, just goes away. He's just like, alright, I'll vision later. 
I thought he was going to come back and help. Yeah, because I think he... Or he was going to, like, reveal himself at the end. Because, spoilers, the end, Wanda has to give up her whole family and vision. And I thought then they were going to, like, kind of be less impactful and just be like, psych, here's replacement vision, so at least everything's not gone. But they didn't do that. He just flew off. And then she's just like, she thinks everything's gone. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Because, like, the other vision didn't tell her about other... You think, you know what? That's a dick move on his end. Where he's like... Yeah. You think he'd tell her, be like, listen, I'm not real, but, like, there is... the Basically, the the your vision was essentially brought back to life, so you're not yeah. going to be alone. Go find him or something. But he's just like, no, I'm the only one. Cry for me. Okay, bye. Like, um, well, I think he also does, they do kind of touch on it with the whole vision just wants to be in that moment. Like the same reason he doesn't want to turn off the lights and stuff. And they just like stand in the kitchen and they're like, oh, our kids are about to die upstairs, but fuck those nerds. Okay. Oh, speed of those nerds. So one of them was a speedster, but the other one must have fucking known what was going on. Like he must have known. Oh, yeah, because the other one, what is, he becomes a very prominent character in actual Marvel at some point. Like, he essentially Shit. has, like, Scarlet, he essentially has Scarlet Oh, he becomes is, Wiccan, yeah. Yeah, he could, And he can, like, see the future? He's a huge part of uh, Civil War Two in the comics. I don't think that's him. I don't think that's Wanda's kid. Yeah, Wiccan, uh, yes. I am a thousand percent on this one. I thought that guy wasn't inhuman. Who in the Civil War Two? Who I think he is an Inhuman. I think he's also still wanting his kid here. Let me let me Google this. No, what? Not not important to the grand conversation. But um, oh, Wiccan parents, Wanda Maximoff. Woo! Know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just start drinking this one. See if I can can't hear it. I'm just gonna start drinking this <laughs> yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's not that important. But yeah, it's not that important. I'm just fucking right. I just want to make sure I was right. I bet you if you were wrong, you'd be like, yeah, you're right. It's not important. Moving on. Um, <laughs> well, no, I was saying it's not that important even when I, I would have said it's not that important either way. I just remember very clearly in Civil War II, there was like a spinoff House of M1 where Wiccan communes with Wanda. And so I knew, I knew I was right. Listen, I was just giving you the benefit of the doubt, but I knew hundred percent. I've never been wrong. Fair right enough. Up. Fair enough. I, I forgot what the fucking speedster kid she has is name ends up being but i know he's also somewhere in the comics sometimes uh and she basically has both of those kids that she just lets die in the bed and you're right wiccan can see the future he does it in the show he goes like hey mom this is about to happen or dad's doing this so like he knows death is coming even then they're sitting staring at a window they can see the giant red wall coming down fucking it's it's a fucked up place to leave your kids (laughs) To just be like, go die by yourselves. You know, seriously. I, I mean, but I guess Vision and Wanda, body. Vision and Wanda needed to have their fucking take on me moment. Which, by the way, the whole thing in my head, I'm just like, like as they were saying goodbye, I just had take on me. Oh, yeah. The fucking acoustic version. Like just like. Oh, the sad. The sad, yeah. Acoustic version. That's it. Fucking fit. And uh, anyway, so then Vision went bye bye, Wanda. Like base okay. Also, Rambo tried to fucking at the end whenever Wanda's leaving the town, and all the all the people, all the townspeople are like understandably fucking a little nettled at uh just a little bit nettled at Wanda. I do love the part. There is a a fantastic moment in that part where she looks up at uh, Agatha Harkness, 
She's like, why are you doing this to them? And she's like, I, I, you fucking did this terrible thing. Like, I've done a lot of them, but you fucking, I don't know what this was, Wanda. <laughs> oh, that part cracked me up so much when I first saw it. I was like, wow, dude, Wanda's kind of fucking evil. And it's nice, because in the comics, she does uh, waver on which side she ends up on. And even in, like, earlier movies, she started off villainous. Like, it's not that crazy to think she's... And I would love to see Wanda be like the sympathetic Vill- villain yeah. in the future. I, I could, I could because honestly, the MCU kind of needs more like needs more villains who aren't disposable and needs more powerful villains. And um, let's just talk about the Darkhold stuff real quick. Um, oh yeah, the Book of the Damned. So here's the thing. So, bef- I, there's two main things I want to talk about in terms of Darkhold. One. Like, Wanda just basically got a fuck... So, Wanda... To me, it's like, now that she's the Darkhold, it's like, okay, so the Darkhold does corrupt you. So, she's gonna... She's gonna... I think she may not be a full-on villain, but she's gonna be an antagonist in in Doctor Strange. And maybe even if we get that Spider-Man multiverse movie, she might even be... Who knows? I think think they're hinting at the fact that she's willing to meddle in, like, dark shit to get her kids back that's like kind of what they hint with that after credit scene is like she she doesn't really give a fuck how this is gonna affect other people she's got a goal and she'll probably go through people to achieve that goal and now she has the means to do it and she knows stuff that theoretically because i think even when you look at the dark hold i don't know if this is right but i remember looking on reddit uh it it looks like the books in the uh sanctum santorum or whatever from Doctor Strange, because we saw that there were, like, two books already missing from the, like, chained-up section. And so it's going to be a series of stuff that she knows that not even, you know, not even the big big boy Doctor Strange knows. And yeah, if she is... Because we don't know what she does in Multiverse of Madness. She might be the villain. And I'd be down. I think that's going to be pretty rough for Doctor Strange if he's fighting a chick who has, like, all this demon knowledge. Because I know, like, if we're talking about comic strength, like, uh, Scarlet Witch c- could dust off Doctor Strange. Or, like... Scarlet Witch in the comics? Okay, fun little aside, has the ability to change and manipulate realities. She can just make anyone not exist. And she can also, harness the, Phoenix, she can also harness the Phoenix Force without it corrupting her, like, uh, Jean Grey. So, like, she can, oh, she can control that shit. So, it's like, yeah, like, she's... Like, I don't know if the MCU is going to go that far with her, but like, um, no, it's crazy. But I will say, so this also brings up a good, so this brings up a thing in terms of what's canon in the MCU and what's not. Because I'm not sure if you know this, but the Darkhold actually has already made an appearance in two Marvel IPs. Yeah, in in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And The Runaways. Yeah, but I think they've said, they officially announced recently... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter are both now considered Marvel Legends, which is like yeah. Star Wars Legends, and they're not canonized anymore. Which means I, I was going to, and apparently The Runaways is going to go that route too, and I'm like, I, I was good. But they they also said they might bring characters from that show into the MCU in new ways. So like Phil Coulson might come back. So it's, it's kind of like... It, so it's kind of like, in a way, like DC Rebirth, where they take, like, in DC Rebirth, uh, the comic run, they took parts. It, it was basically a reboot or, like, or a soft relaunch, 
but they took elements from the New 52 canon for these comics and brought them in, but only bits they wanted to keep. And I, yeah. it could be that, where like they take, like, for example, like there's a big rumor, people have been talking about it for a couple of years now, that uh, Daredevil's going to be brought over, which I'd be fucking 100% percent Oh, uh, I... Someone on the internet got me so excited and they said, could you imagine if Daredevil ends up being, because, okay, this is fucking, this is just a Marvel episode now, <laughs> but uh, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Chick Gyllenhaal is like, this motherfucker killed me, he's Peter Parker, I'm out, and that's like his whole, his whole thing, and someone said, could you imagine if Matt Murdock was the lawyer for Peter Parker, because... Peter Parker's probably going to have to go through a homicide trial because someone who died 100% said that he committed the murder. And I thought it'd be so cool if they brought in <laughs> brought in uh, Foggy and, and Matt Murdock. Yes. And just, like, hint at it. And honestly, bring back the actor from the Netflix show because he was so goddamn good as Daredevil. He deserves a chance to be an MCU and elite. I also think bringing Kingpin in as a villain... Would be cool because oh. right because in the Netflix show he's on the raft, so oh yeah that's right and that raft and Vincent D'Onofrio oh and just bringing John Bernthal as Punisher, all of them just bring them all in they're all so fucking I'd be, perfect I'd, I'd be okay with Luke Cage coming back like I know not everyone hell yeah dude fancy. even fucking Jessica Jones she the o- only one the only one I'm not allowing to come is fucking Iron Fist not canon unless. Unless, at the end of Iron Fist, they did hint that he had fucking Iron Fist guns. You could bring that Iron Fist. No, I disagree. I thought <laughs> no, I thought that was stupid. Fucking no, cut him out. But like, here's the yeah, thing. So the it's act- stupid as fuck, so, and I want to see how it fits the MCU. So the actress who played Jessica Jones, though, has confirmed that she's like, I am not signing another contract. Like, she's, I, she's done. It sounds like she wasn't happy, which I don't blame her. The fucking... The, That's fine. Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones is the one I would easily so recap. So here's, here's my thing. I think the MCU, I think what they need to do is they need to, like, well, this is just, like, a fan's opinion. But right now it's, like, we're getting into territory where everything needs to be, like, a galactic universal threat. And I'm, like, what if, and the Netflix shows did this, but, like, I think it'd be cool if, like, main Marvel made this kind of, like, you have your Avengers, then you also have your Defenders. You have your street level, like you have your street level yeah. heroes, and it'd be cool. Spider Man could be the in between, but then you have your your Daredevils, your Punishers, your Luke Cages, who are like just. Street I think they're level. doing that. And, I hope they're going to do that. And I Moon think they learned coming, that with so. Winter Soldier, or I mean, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think they were learning, like, yeah, there's like tier levels. However, I'm curious. We haven't talked about it yet, but I'm curious where Falcon will end up now in that tier level due to his uh, his growth through Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think um, that is time we I think it's time we hop in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Real quick though, I do want to get your I, I just want to get do you think WandaVision good, bad? We're just gonna go good, bad for ratings. Good meaning watch it, bad meaning don't fucking watch it. I'm gonna say First of all, I like that, just having just a straight, like, is it good or is it bad? Like, let's not, yeah. like, dwell. Because, um, like, doing, like, a 5.5, that's intangible. It, I just think, would you tell most people to watch this, or would you tell them to If I had to choose between telling people to basically not watch it or watch it, I would say it's on the watchable side. But, like, just to give a little more detail, I like the f- the 1 out of 4 grading scale 
uh, three and four being good and great, uh, one and two being terrible and bad. I would give Wanda a three out of four. So I'd be like, okay, I'd be like, hundred percent agree. I'd be like, watch it, but like, it's not. I mean, at first it's gonna be awesome, but the, by this point, you've probably heard that the later half kind of like, yeah. oh, and, and you've you've probably heard spoilers at this point, especially if you listen to this fucking podcast. So it's yeah, like, if you've just listened to this, you know what's. Gonna uh, I will say, if you have spoilers already, skip it. If you if you're going yeah. in blind, which that's okay. I do want to give a fair dink. The last episodes, even though they're kind of lame, they do have fantastic moments. I think every grief filled moment from Elizabeth Olsen. They're so good, but I would honestly just watch those parts and then like fast forward through most of it. She is the the Olsen like you think that like she'd be like oh she has to live up to her to her older sisters. No, no, it's the opposite now. Nah, she's the goat, dude. She's the goat of that family. I think she might be. And this is my hot take. We have a we have a couple hot takes every episode. Serving them up fresh. I think she might be my favorite Avenger if she's even considered an Avenger. Because all the ones I liked are dead or gone. So of the current cast, who I think will return, she's probably my favorite. Like, I will say... Her character is, like, fully realized, has gravitas, and she just stales it every time. Doctor Strange is close. That is one thing I will say about WandaVision, is that, like, even though I didn't like the ending, this is, like, the show, like, she... Because before this, like, she was a cool character, and Endgame, in my opinion, she has, in my opinion, the coolest scene in Endgame. Yeah. Where she just 100%. like single. She would be one Thanos. Yo, imagine, imagine having to use a fucking Harrier strike on yourself because it's. I just like rainfire. I do love it. In Wandavision, they like make a joke about that at one point. Like, like, uh, why can't I think of his name? Randall Park's character and Darcy are like having a nerd out, which I don't know how they fucking know any of this info. But he's like, she, Darcy's like, well, she did one v one Thanos, and then. And then Randall Park's character is like, Captain Marvel could have done it too. And it's like such a, I'm like, oh my god, there's fucking Marvel fans in Marvel now. Nice. But like, no, like, that was fucking like, like, it's like, yo, like, um, Thanos gave her the fucking verbal burn. Like, yeah. you were my life, I don't even know who you are. And then she's like, oh, okay. Fucking just. Yeah, but she, she hits him with that fucking combo breaker with the fucking you will it's like the most dude they literally you know what blows my mind and someone pointed this out to me recently do you remember the batman v superman trailer where batman goes do you bleed because you will <laughs> it's like yeah. and he goes you will and it's like so kind of cringy like weird it's like okay batman okay and then marvel just steals the you will makes it thousand times cooler just just, I don't even know who you are. You will. It's like the most. She's about to fucking murder him. It is. No doubt in her eyes, she's gonna wreck his ass. Yo, if it wasn't for his fucking like ship, he'd be fucking like yeah. we like. So Iron Man would still be here. Like if Doctor Strange just gave her a little bit of air cover. Well, yeah. Like you know, she would have been like, "Oh, thanks, Strange. No more Thanos." But um, I will say just to wrap up my point that um. Like, again, she was cool before WandaVision, but this gave her just enough character development and set her up for the network for Doctor Strange. I'm just like, okay, now I can now I can say she is a fully fleshed out character. Not that she yeah, wasn't before, 100%. but now it's like, okay, I now know her wants, her... Wait, I know her wants, yeah. I know her fears, I understand the character better, 
And I now say, like, I agree. She's one of my... She, I'm not sure she's my favorite Avenger or superhero in that universe, but she's definitely up there. Like, she's really I good. Hope, I hope she taught... And I know she fails the Bechdel test, which is, like, the whole can a woman exist without needing a man in film thing. And she fails it pretty hard due to her whole storyline being about vision. But I would say, I hope she teaches, uh, teaches Marvel how to make female characters established and badass and fully realized. Cause I feel like they really wanted Captain Marvel to have the same effect that, uh, are that I feel, or they wanted me to feel about Captain Marvel the way I feel about Wanda, and and somehow they just they just haven't gotten it right with Captain Marvel yet. And I love Brie Larson. People shit on Brie Larson. I think she's great. I don't think it's her fault. Hopefully they'll. But we 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 are we gotta get to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I mean Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I made the same mistake too. We were, we're, we can just have a Brie Larson episode at some point because you and me. And yeah, me, we will eventually. It's about to happen. You, I do think Alex has some. I don't know if he's seen Captain Marvel, so maybe we can make him watch and he can be the fresh take. Oh, God. That's, that, that's torture, though. <laughs> Wait, it is bad. I, I, I thought Alex was our friend. Why, why are we making him do that? Oh, God. But like, yeah, we will have that in the future. But like, again, but you, and, you, and I have, like, diff, like, you and I have different opinions on, Blee, on Brie Larson, but we also have different opinions on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hell yeah, we do. Well, just to start it, just so I can know where you're coming in at, did you like the show? Yes. 100% I like okay. it. Okay. I kind of didn't. <laughs> no, and that's fair. Like, again, like, I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think between, again, if we're going to use that metric, good and bad, I think it's good. I just think, I'll just briefly say this, I'll let you go. Like, I'm okay with the message they were tr- and the story they're trying to tell. I just think they were trying to take the... They were trying to take the easy way out of the story yeah. they're trying to tell. And because of that, uh, basically, what this falls into, I call it the the Marvel wrong take. Where it's like, for, I'm going to use Endgame as a quick example. And I'm going to use, we're going to go back to the Scarlet Witch being a badass thing for just a moment. Where it's like, okay. in Endgame, you have your strong female characters. You have fucking Black Widow showing that, like, a woman can sacrifice herself, too. A man doesn't have to be the one to sacrifice himself. The woman can make the choice. You have Scarlet Witch being like, I don't need no fucking backup. I am the backup. And going after <laughs> fucking Thanos. You had you had Captain Marvel basically, like, 1v1 a ship, which I think is overkill, but whatever. Um, you also had... Glora and Mantis basically showing that like their that their sisterhood is strong enough where Mantis could still reach out not Mantis, uh, Nebula I mean, sorry, I... Nebula that that yeah. she could still reach out to her sister even like a her past self who's in a very dark place that they always had that connection sisterhood I think that's yeah. awesome and then they do the fucking feminist scene it's like you already had a movie that had so many like layers in terms of like strong female characters being independent. And working together. You already had that message. And then you fucking muddled it. By adding the feminist scene. Where they all had the backup Spider-Man. Now Falcon and Winter Soldier. Does a similar thing. They have a very. Okay I'm going to get a little passionate here for a second. But like they have a fucking very compelling story. Because first of all. I'm glad that this finally addresses the blip. And that's like hey. Uh, we might not have room for people. You have. You're finally addressing the fact that like. 
Okay, so what happened during the blip? Oh, we had people from underdeveloped countries. We brought them over to developed countries so we could have enough people to fucking run shit. And because there's less people, people were finally forced to fucking work together and not be assholes to each other. Sounds pretty fucking awesome. Then five years later, bloop! Yes, people's loved ones are back and like everything's great, but then that, that, that makes a new problem. Now, because you're... Because... Your system is now overpopulated because you already adjusted to having half the amount of people. So now, what do you do? Do you and the route they end up doing is the other people. And I don't like this. I don't like using the word privilege, but let's just use it here. The people who were privileged and already living in America before the blip, they got to stay, and other people were sent back to where they came from. And this is a classic example of tell don't show. We had, I don't even remember the main character, the villain, but she constantly tells us how great things were before and how we're, people were being shipped back to their country, going back to where they came from and their underdeveloped countries, which, by the way, probably probably didn't get a lot of upkeep after a, lo- a large majority of them left to go live in the mainland. And yeah. they had to go back. So my biggest issue with the story is that they told us about it, didn't show us anything. Instead, they focused on... And again... And I'll get into this a little later. Um, I'm okay with them talking about like racial tension in America because it's very topical. And I do like the, you know, Sam has to give up the shield and get a white man to replace him. I do like the whole like black super soldier being forced to do cover, uh, black operations and being erased from history. I think oh, that's... Oh, he's, he's my favorite yeah. part of the show. No, no, that's fucking awesome. But then they have that stupid scene where like, uh, where like the cop pulls over Falcon and Winter Soldier be like, oh, yeah. oh uh, Mr. White Man, is this black man bothering you? It's like, you. that's very ham-fisted. And there was a lot of that kind of like, showing like, oh, oh, racial tensions in America. But then it's like, you already had your discrimination story given to you. Why weren't we shown like people like who shipped over like basically non-Americans being shipped out in droves and being sent back home? Why didn't we see police roundups of people rounding up people who moved during the blip who now have to be sent home because fucking Jake and Jill are back? Why didn't we see well, that? Okay. Be- Counter to that, we don't see any of that because it isn't happening yet. They're fighting the legislation for them to be moved, so no one would be getting moved yet if the legislation doesn't go through. That's like Carly, the terrorist's whole plan, is to stop that legislation. Because there is the part, this isn't really a spoiler, in the finale where uh, Sam is talking to one of the congressmen and he says, like, I could have them deployed within the hour to like start relocating people the repatriation act or whatever but it hasn't happened yet so that's probably why we don't see any of it yet is it's a looming threat of relocation yes it's a looming threat but here's so here's my issue though so you had your freedom fighters having to hide already back in their fucking home countries by the way having to hide and and having to like and you know who are fighting the man before this even happened so sometimes when you're telling a story and this is this is storytelling 101 you want to tell your story as current as you can so the story you're telling or that they were telling is the story before this shit happens you know what in my opinion they they should have told the story as it's happening because then her name's carly right yeah because then again we're i know i know you said they're not really a spoiler at this point we can get into spoilers um if that's okay, okay with you, if that's okay with you, I should probably... Okay, I'm down. <laughs> Alright, so, because at this point, like, let's just get into spoilers. So, you had Carly talking about, like, she talks in present fucking tense. That, like, everything was taken away from us, da-da-da-da, like, uh, 
we're and they're all hiding. Her mom is like sick and dying, which I know we talked about earlier. That was a whole that was a plot point that was dropped. But it's like yeah. okay, so tell me, so they had so why did they go back home with her sick mom before? Well, we I mean, maybe her mom was always there, right? There, there is that, but it's like they're running and shit, and it's like, but it hasn't happened yet. I mean, yes, I know they've already started attacking and stuff like that, but it's like it would have been more compelling. It would have given. Carly more agency if they were already sending people back and maybe some Carly, imagine if Carly's mom was getting hospital treatment but then she was sent back before she could finish getting well and that's why she that like shit yeah. like that like that kind of feels ham-fisted to me sort of like how you're talking about I mean yeah. Yeah, yes but like here's the, here's the thing though it's like the way the story is presented to me I just I don't give a fuck about Carly I don't give a fuck about the flag smashers and Carly's death would have meant so much more if if it was a cause that the viewer were able to really connect with. Because again, we talked about this at the beginning with all my audio fuck ups at the beginning of the podcast, where it's like, oh, half of film is audio, but it's like, yeah, but like, but it's a visual medium at heart. It's again, it's like, don't tell us what's I, going on. Show us. To play devil's advocate, I think that part of the story is passable i think you're right i think a lot a lot more of it would have been better if there was like a genuine occurring threat not a looming one but also carly doesn't work as well as a character i don't think if she's not trying to stave off a future she's scared of like if she's working retroactively i i'd agree with her less because then we'd have tangible evidence to how it works whereas she's operating off of a fear of how it will go not how it is going and maybe and to be fair ben we don't know what their ideas are in the future maybe they will take this and we'll see even more of it later hopefully i think it'd be really cool to see how this grows and how people have to keep dealing with it because they did say winter uh falcon and the winter soldier could come back for season two so we might get more and they do have some characters we're going to talk about who would definitely fit a little bit better <laughs> into into making it a lot harder or or thinning the lines. I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think Carly probably they could have her character, and I think it's kind of we talked about it. They they seem like they removed a huge portion of the story maybe it's due to black widow being essential to it maybe it's due to it being a pandemic storyline but there is a lot of shit in the show that i find just doesn't feel right and it feels like sort of misplaced or or just like weirdly uh scrunched in there like i think and i don't know if i'm right about this uh i think maybe the whole uh sam and uh why can't I think of his name? Bucky getting stopped in the street in Baltimore. I think they added that scene in to really drive home the factor, given all that was happening in America at the time. Because that one feels more out of place than later in the show. We get a lot more, like, it fits. It feels in the narrative sort of representation of, of the racial divide that is rapidly growing in America. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, some of it I was like, Did, why that ham-fisted... Like it's a, it felt like a give me moment, not like a earned moment. Yeah, and, and then so I'm with you. But like, and again, going back to that, it's like I Marvel, Marvel does that, 
where it's like again because yeah. I feel like you already had that racial tension storyline. You had, well, dude, you, had you, the you way- made the perfect point. The pander moment of the the A Force team up in Endgame that feels so jarring and like wrong because I think they had earned it already and then they were like but look at how good people we are it's like no dude you got it just be natural about it like and it's like when someone walks up to you and goes i'm not racist it's like well now i think you're racist because you felt the need to tell me you're not racist just don't be racist and i won't think you're racist you don't have to show me all this shit sorry to cut you off go on. no no i think i think i was cutting you off so it's all, it's all good but like no that's exactly it and i feel like again with the racial stuff like i feel like they they did earn it like they had the white captain america yeah. reveal at the end of the first episode it fit like, the, you built to that. Like, you had Rhodey and um, Falcon talking at the beginning. Which, by the way, quick side note. A lot of people hate War Machine. I'm a War Machine fan. Oh, I love Rhodey. Yeah, I love Rhodey. Like, I think he gets better. He, he's like a fine wine. I think I can't wait for Armor Ro- Wars. Armor Rose. What the fuck? I can't wait for Armor Wars simply because of how much I love Don Cheadle as, as Rhodey. Yeah, I think he's great. A lot of people sleep on him, but I think he's good. But anyway, but, but moving on, though. Um... You have that built up in the first episode, boom, my Captain America. Then to make matters worse, you have, oh, I mean, doing good as it, like, like it's a good, like, it's good in the narrative sense, but I mean, worse, I mean, for the characters. You find out that, oh, they there were black super soldiers who were not only not given the mantle of Captain America, but they were also sent on basically suicide missions, and they... And erased from history. And erased from history, exactly. And I think that, like, that... Like cutscene, but you also have everything going on with like Falcon, uh, with his like community and with his sister and everything. I think that's cool. I, I think, think those are nice little like, yeah. cool, like okay, we we just had a bunch of superhero stuff. Let's calm down. And let's fix this boat. I like that, and it gives and it grounds Falcon as a character. Where it's like he's not he's unlike you know because Steve is basically his life is the cause. Falcon, yeah, he has like. What's Falcon's actual name? In the, like uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, there's like Falcon and Sam Wilson are like two different characters to a degree. Like Sam's exactly. wants and needs aren't the same as Falcon's wants and needs in, in, in a sense. But uh, unlike Steve, I do love that that he can't get alone. An Avenger can't get alone. <laughs> like I was like, wow, that's an interesting dynamic that. These people who we'd hold on a pedestal who saved us from, like, alien invasion and stuff, they they are still in the minds of, like, the banks and corporate America. They're just sort of a number and a uh, a potential of loss. <laughs> it's, it was wild. The, the, the lone was even what got me is a fact. And, like, I we've been joking about this for years. Like, so do the Avengers get paid or not? They yeah. don't get well, paid. Dude, okay. Back to WandaVision. Wanda drives a Buick. A, a maroon Buick. She's an Avenger. She drives a Buick. And that blew my mind. I know Buick probably just paid for it. But to me, I think of Buicks as like shitty mid-tier cars. And she pulls up to a fucking massive facility to like get her dead husband's body back in a Buick. And then she has to drive all the way into fucking New Jersey. Because that's, I assume, the only house they could afford. And they couldn't afford a whole house. They have a plot of land. What do they get paid? Nothing? Can, can she start a Patreon? Yo, and I'm just... <laughs> like, I'm so yo, bummed for her. It's like fucking Scarlet Wish on Patreon. It's like she has her Discord server. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, um... Oh, dude, she fucking... Well, yeah, just, just want to get this out there. Scarlet Witch is too classy for OnlyFans. Get your head out of the gutter. Oh, but, yeah, uh, no, disgusting. But I was thinking, uh, what's that other one that... 
Oh my god, so many females use it now, and I can't think of it. It's not Patreon. It's like, fuck. Go find me. No, not go. Find, it's like coffee or something. I have no. You can like, it's you know what? Never mind. It's like a it's a classier version. It's where you can just like pay people because you like support them, and you're basically buying them cups of coffee. She would have a coffee. Was going to be my my statement. It was. I think that's. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, I was going to say, I, I actually kind of like that more as a tipping thing then. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. This is what it's about. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting, though, because it's like, because, you know, like, in the first Spider-Man movie, I, to, Tony was, like, you know, letting Spider-Man, you're an Avenger now, and it's, um, and letting him in the facility. And I'm pretty sure in, in uh, Civil War, they talked about how you guys, you guys will be paid salaries and stuff now. But my question is, so it's like, so... Before that, or even Steve Rogers' uh, Avengers, like they're kind of like the ones who are hiding out and stuff. They're they weren't getting paid. No, and Tony didn't. There's a part with Steve where uh, Bucky asks him. He says, "Find a place in Brooklyn yet?" And then Steve goes, "I don't think I could afford Brooklyn." <laughs> so like, yeah, he's he's not making a lot. He's living in like a warehouse when we see him punching the fucking the punching bag in Avengers 1. It's like, can you... And then, who knows where that... He lives in, like, a pretty nice apartment, I think, in, like, downtown in Winter Soldier. But, yeah, the the financial package for the Avengers is pretty lackluster, given what they have to do. <laughs> you think and, they'd be, like... And thanks to Tony and Iron Man 1, it's like, they're all celebrities, too. Like, it's not like... Yeah. So, they're not only heroes, they're celebrities. So, it's like... How the fuck are they not getting paid money? I feel like we well, are... Well, see, that's what Tony... Tony fucking understood the game. Because in in Age of Ultron, what what do you notice all the Avengers are wearing? They're wearing Under Armour clothing. <laughs> all of them. And they have Adidas shoes. See, Tony was, was, was on the grind. He knew how to make money. He was going out and getting them brand deals. Then he dies. No more brand deals. Wanda drives a Buick. Sam can't get alone on a boat. I love that. It's like equals. Tony dies yeah. equals Buick and no loan. <laughs> also, Tony just pulled that fucking total rando move of giving entire control of his automated drone system to a literal child. So we don't know what he did with his inheritance. Hopefully it went to Pepper. But like... <laughs> Poor, but Tony's wait. kind of a fucking weirdo. Imagine being Rhodey and finding that out. Like, oh, yeah, I had this whole missile system. And Rhodey's, like, part of the military and shit, right? Well, okay, it makes sense he wouldn't give it to Rhodey because he hates the militarized Uh, version, and I think he'd be afraid it would. But, yeah, give it to Sam. Well, no, he didn't really like Sam that much. I don't know. Tony just didn't like people. Tony didn't have a lot of connections. Yeah, except for Spider-Man and his wife. And even then, him and Pepper were on a lot of rocky terms most of the time. Yeah, they were almost getting divorced for, like, a little bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So it's a whole thing. What I want to talk about is the um, Wakandans. Wakandans? The people of Wakanda. Uh, their involvement, yeah. I think that's pretty cool because we're finally kind of fleshing out. They're actually called the Dora Milaje, you son of a bitch. Listen, I can listen. I can barely pronounce most English names. Let's not fucking uh, start yeah, throwing that shit on me, all right? Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's cool because then we flesh... Like, well, we already kind of knew this in Black Panther, but like... Um, they have like different warrior. I guess they have like 
different like regiments and different kinds of squads, different titles. And yeah. even like, and again, and I like how they, they really established that like, even though he was kind of frozen for most of it, at least to our knowledge, um, Bucky did train with these people, but he does know them like, well, yeah, he was, I did like that. He was, he knew all of them and they all called him white wolf. I half expected since we're, since we're doing spoilers at the end, it ends with, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is super fucking confusing, given there is a movie called Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, but I thought it was going to be Captain America and the White Wolf, because the Wakandans always refer to him as White Wolf. And since the whole uh, Bucky's whole storyline in the show is uh, freeing himself of his past as the Winter Soldier, I thought he would also free himself of the title at the end. But they didn't do that, which I thought... It was kind of a bummer for Bucky. Bucky kind of gets screwed at the end. He doesn't get as much development as as uh, Sam. My thing with that is that, like, I think I'm glad they didn't wrap. Because they, they could have, like, wrapped up and he started calling himself the White Wolf. I think, because, again, this is apparently, this isn't, a, this, this wasn't the series finale on this. So we're, we're going to get yeah. another season. I think it'd be cool to have, like, a season dedicated to, like, the, uh, the Winter Soldier's, um redemption arc and having yeah. him kind of because again and have him earn like he has to earn stripping the title of winter soldier off him he has to earn that yeah because he does grow a lot slower in this one he is like clearly moving along down his path slower than sam i think and I, but know, i do love all he has the best therapy scenes and like coming to terms scenes i think sebastian stan kind of like elizabeth olsen one of the better parts of the show yeah, and, and the sad part is, he wasn't getting his due until maybe Endgame? Yeah, I don't think he ever really got it. The character was so underutilized after Winter Soldier. But, like, getting to know Bucky, he should have gotten more, I think. I think he should have been a bigger part of Civil War than he got to be. No, I think... But. I think... I know Falcon Winter Soldiers is the name of the show. I think we should have just a Winter Soldier... It's like season and a Captain America season. Well, I think that might be what we get because we know they announced that Captain America 4 is happening and we know who's now Captain America. Sam becomes Captain America at the end. So I think he's going to get his own movie and then hopefully Bucky will continue his own show. Yeah, because I think like... Because I think um, like a wandering Bucky... Like, like fixing because I know like he has been marking people off his list, but at the end of the show, just to fill the viewers in, um, at the end of the show, yes, he's been like killing people who he basically put in power, but he hasn't been healing the wounds he's opened up. He hasn't been like yeah. telling people like because at, at the uh, the last episode of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, well, at the beginning of the season, you find out that one of his good one of his friends, who's an old uh, Asian gentleman. Uh, who turns out when he was a winter soldier, he was going after a target and his son happened to be a witness. So he had to take care of him. And when he figured that out, the whole season that's, it was rock. It was like rotting him with guilt. And then he finally had to admit to his friend, I killed your son. And I know this is going to sound cliche, but that takes a lot of strength to be able to admit. It's kind of indicative of what we were just talking about. I think that means that Bucky kind of only really took his first step to like getting over winter soldier at the very end of the show. Cause he was sort of putting it off. He was just like 
going about doing Bucky like things. Like he goes to that one uh, ex Hydra woman in her car and like and gets her arrested and stuff. And mostly stuff we had seen him done. He hadn't really changed. Wait, to be fair, and even then he, he didn't been... kill her. Well, yeah, but I meant like it wasn't. He definitely wasn't taking the peaceful steps that the therapist really wanted him to. And then finally at the end, he's like willing to be the hurt one in the scenario, if that makes sense, to grow. Uh, I, I do have a question, just because we're, we're rapidly approaching the time. I'm going to cut us off. But who is your favorite character in the show? If you had to pick one. Who's like, who's Sam's kind of little sidekick, the Spanish guy? Oh, yeah. Rodriguez? That might be I racist let... if it's not Rodriguez. Well, no. Is it Cruz? <laughs> it's like, what is his name? His name is fucking Daniel. Like, it's like something like, yeah. um, well, we have to look that up. But like, um, I liked him. I also, like, we didn't even talk about Zemo. Well, I, I, I was going to talk about Z- Torres. It's Torres. No, close enough. Close Rodriguez. enough. It's fine. You, you, you won't get canceled on this day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll get canceled before you get canceled. But, um, but we he's really your favorite character no well he's not but i i just, I just think because of he he's not but i think he's like i like his character enough that i realize we haven't even talked about him at all and there's no natural way we'd bring we would bring him up so i just want to shout out like and in the comics he is kind of roadie's like um he's he's not too you mean falcons falcons sorry yes yeah, <laughs> like he's not steve rogers falcon in any stretch but he's kind of like um sam's kind of like uh well he does become falcon torres in the comics becomes falcon and yeah falcon in this show just leaves the wings which is the most you're gonna become falcon thing i've ever seen in my life yeah but in the comics though it's like sam still has his wings though so well, yeah, I'm saying in the in the show they really set up that Torres will become the new Falcon or something I, okay or a that. sidekick or something. I'd be down because Sam Ling leaves his wings after their fight with John Walker, and uh, presumably Torres could figure out how to make them work again because they get ripped the fuck a, off. Also, he is a tinker, so he can probably figure it out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like, they were setting it up. They were they were hitting at like, it. Like my favorite characters. Um, I'm gonna say my. Honorable mention Zemo. I know we haven't really talked about him, and and and, and I know I know you're gonna get into him, so like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too into it. I'll let you do his thing, but like I think Zemo was used well in this, and I do love having that like that villain who, yeah, like you don't agree with what he's doing, like he want he wants a lot of people to die, but you can't disagree with the reasoning. Yeah. Zemo had a great moral code in the show, and I thought they did it well. He did just shoot people when he thought they did. They were going to, like, hinder his plan. But he also came back several times where he could have escaped, held up to his words, and was, like, just ready to get shot by the Winter Soldier at the end, and then willfully went to the raft. Now, clearly, we find out at the end he had a plan when he was at the raft. But, like, I I, I loved Zemo. He's still not my favorite character, though, but I loved him. Still not the favorite. My favorite would probably be Falcon. I mean, I would say, I would say Bucky, but, again, as you said... Uh, you, yeah, you actually made a really good point where, like, uh, this was definitely uh Falcon show. And Bucky, yeah. th- he did have character development. Like, I'm not saying the writers dropped the ball. He did. I think he's just slower down. They were just, it was a longer burn. It's almost, I think you're right. They probably have more plans for it's him. like they were setting up an arc. They, they weren't giving him an arc. But I do. Exactly. Like, this made me care. Because I liked Falcon. 
beforehand, but like I feel like this, like especially like, even though it was short, giving him the little training montage with yeah. the shield. Oh, I did love. Sh- How did he not die? I know, right? We're we're just gonna we're just gonna walk past that and um, like yeah, like um, that was really cool seeing him like finally get the shield down, uh, showing like honestly just fleshing him out as like a family guy. Like, I mean, sure, it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's his sister's family, but, like, you know, he loves his uh, nieces and nephews. He loves his sister. He loves his community. I think having that, because, because again, make another DC reference. There's a reason, like, I like Nightwing more than I like Batman. Because Dick Grayson is a character. It's, like, Dick... Exactly. Bruce Wayne is Batman, but Dick Grayson's Dick Grayson, Nightwing's Nightwing. And I think in, the, in that same sense where it's like, I love having, like, as much as I love Steve Rogers' Captain America, I am now looking forward to Captain America 4 and seeing, like, not only I'm not only looking forward to see what's going to happen to Fal- uh, to Captain America, or the new Captain America, I want to know how it's going to affect Sam Wilson, the man, which I never really yeah, had that concern yeah. with Steve Rogers. Cause they were Dude, Cap- these shows do such a good job at making me give a fuck about characters uh, i just didn't really before. yeah like and uh, yeah and that's really good like as i think again wanda needed it uh bucky and sam needed it zemo needed a little more to do so and i think you know what this is like i feel like now it's like again with wanda she's set up for her next movie with dr strange uh f- the captain america i keep on calling him falcon but i feel like we should just call him captain america at this point yeah he's captain america now cap- let's call him cap cap mr uh Mr. Sam Mr. Wilson, Captain America. I'm, I think he's ready. I think I'm think he's good to go. Uh, but now, please go on with what you're going to say about uh, Mr. Zemo. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything about Zemo. I think you're setting up for Zemo, but I feel like you just covered Zemo. I want to talk about my favorite character, the best character of the show, Uh-oh. John Walker, the new Captain America. Oh, oh. Because he is awful. And in all the best ways. Wyatt Russell... In, in the same uh, way that Elizabeth Olsen, he deserves an award for how well he plays heel in this show. And I like that, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but he's the best part of the show. And they shouldn't have, they ruined him at the end and it upsets me. But, but John Walker is the perfect on paper Captain America. He's like a war hero. He's blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, hired by the government, and he's given the shield, which Sam uh, willingly gives up because Sam doesn't think there should be another Captain America, and then the tricky fucking U.S. government uh, gives it to someone they believe should be Captain America. And through it, in the in the start of the show, he's just like a guy, you know? He's just kind of like... He, he almost feels like the friend in the friend group who no one wants to actually hang out with. And he just keeps wanting to be included. He's like, hey, Sam and Bucky, you should keep me up to date on what we're doing. I'm Captain America now. And they're both like, fuck you, you're not Captain America. <laughs> Which I feel like was wrong. I feel like they should have given him at least a chance. You never know what kind of guy he is. But his whole, his, the early storyline, right, is he doesn't have the superhero soldier serum. And he's like, oh, I'm not... I'm not as cool as the real Captain America. I'll never be as cool as the real Captain America. And and he's this guy poisoned by what I believe is the pressure of the world. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, like, how, how am I ever going to live up to Steve without the serum? If I just had the serum. And, and he has that. In what, the best part of the show, 
are are the two John Walker fights. The fight where he fights the Wakandans, as you mentioned, and then when him, Bucky, and Sam have their throwdown. Those are the two my favorite parts of the show. But when he fights the Wakandans, there's that fucking moment, and it was like the most genuine moment where he, like, he's sitting on the ground after getting his ass handed to him. He's supposed to be Captain America. He just got fucked up by some bald chicks. <laughs> he's sitting there, and he looks up at Battlestar, who's a character that I don't think we'll have time to talk about, but he's a sidekick. And he's like, they didn't even have super soldier <laughs> serum. I can't say that fucking word. They don't even have super super soldier serum. Super so- that is yeah. a tough word. They don't have the serum. And he looks all sad. They don't have the sauce. And then tying in with our boy Zemo later in the show... There was a bunch of super serum, and Zemo, who I thought would take it, he rides his moral code. He's like, I don't believe super super soldiers exist. Fuck this shit. And he just crunches it all, except for one. And who gets that one? John Walker. And from that point, I feel like they made him the best political representation of a militarized Captain America. Because he takes it, and then Battlestar, his homie, gets clapped by carly gets fucking he hit the wall i didn't even think he was dead in that episode but he hits the wall he's just like ah fuck i've died (laughs) just like he's done because he doesn't have super serum and that's what happens when you're fighting people who can punch through fiat and and then we get john walker the crazed soldier who goes out in live (laughs) like in public and just decapitates someone with the shield and we get that fucking money shot comic cover with the blood on it. And I'm like, this is... Now he is more of an American representative yeah. than Captain America ever was. Because he's like this ultra-retaliatory, uh, ultra-prideful. And I thought they did that great. Like, it's kind of like a... You know, it can piss some people off. Because people are like, that's not what America is. But to me, I was like, that screams what a... If you wanted like 100% symbol of america it's this john walker i also love the fact that even at his lowest point there he's still like again he's still like like he thinks he's doing the right thing he's like and he's kind of surprised it's like people shouldn't like he's basically doesn't say this verbatim but he's basically he's like i did the right thing i made the fucking call like oh dude well that's okay so then i thought because i was watching episode by episode i don't know how you watched it but i was watching it like each week yeah same then i'd have to wait and after the incredible episode of him decapitating the guy, who also, that guy earlier said his favorite hero is Captain America, Ooh. and it's so heartbreaking to know that he died looking up at a Captain America shield decapitating him, um, <laughs> which is just, like, this painful thing that I wouldn't expect Marvel to fit in. But after that episode, I was like, I wonder how they're going to deal with this, because I thought America would just be like, he was uh, taking out an insurgent, we see nothing wrong. I thought they'd back him up. And that would be the whole shtick is like that Sam would be 100% against the government. But no, they were like, court-martial your ass. Other than honorable discharge, get the fuck out of here. And then we get Sean Walker who's like, I fucking, you made me this. Like, I'm everything you ever wanted me to be. And that's where you get like the both, the show does such a good job of like painting both sides. They're like, we want you to be a killer until it looks bad. Then we're going to use you as a scapegoat. And he's sort of like distraught and that thrown That courtroom scene was chef's kiss like i know and then and then they kind of they ruined the punch of it for me when he leaves and then fucking elaine from seinfeld shows yeah. up with blue hair at the end but dude john walker was the perfect character and then in the final episode well in the in the penultimate episode they show that he's gonna be captain america anyway which is 
a very Steve Rogers thing to do to me because he's like, listen, the government took it away from me, but I still believe in what I stand for. And he's like making the sh- his own shield and he's like hammering his... I thought like it's a good parallel to Steve. It's like Steve without Steve, you know? It's like this is what an on-paper Captain America is. And then in the final episode, they fucking butcher the entire character. There's this moment that John Walker's walking up to Carly, right? And one, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd even talk in that moment. He seems like the kind of guy who's there to fuck shit up at this point. But he, like, calls out to her. He's like, hey, you killed Lamar, Battlestar or whatever. And, and she says something along the lines of, like, his life didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And he goes, like, you don't think Lamar's life mattered? And then starts fighting and gets the shit kicked out of him because the shield is fundamentally, like, plastic but i was like that's not not him like they're already doing him wrong and then at the end there's the moment that like a whole truck of senators is hanging off a thing and he and these are senators who have turned their back on him and the terrorist who killed his best friend is running away and they want me to believe that that character who's at his lowest who's grieving who's broken would turn and save the senators, the very one of the senators who was in the court martial room with him, overtaking down the terrorist. And then he's just like, good. At the end of there, he's literally like slapping backs with fucking Bucky, and then he walks off and he gets the US agent suit. And I think they're hyping him up as he's gonna be like a character who uh, does the dirty work for agent, US, Amer- uh, US. US agent, yeah, US is, agent. Is, is a character in the comics. Well, yeah, no, I know, but, like, they're, I think, like, in MCU, they want him to be, like, Dark Avengers related eventually, but I'm like, dude, let him go off the fucking edge! Like, what? I'm so upset about it. (laughs) Okay, so I agree with everything you said. I agree 100%. It didn't bug me, though. Uh, So, here's the thing, um, like, we've seen kind of superheroes kind of, like, like, not specifically in the MCU, but, like, we've seen heroes kind of do the whole, like, get tunnel vision, let people die, and kind of turn, like, turn into anti-hero, right? And I think yeah. I think it's interesting that they didn't do that with him, where it's, like, they're, they're still, like, they're still, like, a Steve in him. It's, because it's, like, I like the idea of that, like, yeah, the government kind of, like, the government kind of screwed Sam and create a new Captain America, even though Sam said there shouldn't be one. But I like the idea that it's like, even though clearly Sam was the right choice, not him, he still, like, he could still fill those shoes to a degree. He still has that heart to be Captain America. And I think it's kind of cool that he's getting a second chance to do his agent. And I think um, Lena's character, or the agent that's going to be kind of, like I guess uh, overseeing his uh, his missions, there's a chance to corrupt him now because we know that there's a dark side to him. We know he can go off the rails. We know when I, when shit gets really hard, he, yeah. he'll become ultra violent. Now I feel like that's interesting because now we were instead of just having him as a character who went off the deep end, he's anti-hero. He's Frank Castle. He's no, Wade no, 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 Wilson. No. He's whatever. Now it's like he's a character kind of he's teetering you in the you middle. You didn't hear me all the way out though. I don't I think they did it at the wrong in the wrong way. I think you could have had him inspired to be better. 
I think John Walker should have been the person Sam was talking to when he gives his speech oh. about because because we know Carly she dies she gets killed by the shadow broker for some reason which is like a bummer of a death uh i think john walker should have made the wrong choice in that moment and he should have dropped the the people and then sam still does the wing save and pushes them back up and then he's chasing walker who's chasing carly right and then carly uh gets clapped by walker was essentially going to be the thing and then Sam is reluctantly fighting Walker to, like, bring him in or whatever. Then you're getting both Captain Americas, both viewpoints fighting. And I think there, I, I just wanted an exchange where John Walker is sort of like, like, why do you think you should be Captain America over me? Like, like who even are you or what all that? And then Sam could have had his whole, my only superpower is, is I believe we can do better sort of propelling this idea into walker's life that like dude you can you can be better than revenge and grief and all this it doesn't have to control you and then you have walker go u.s agent style because he does still believe all that and he gets sort of it's an ambiguous ending for him i think just having him like toss the shield and then he's kind of irrelevant for like 25 minutes and then at the end they set him up for thing. i just think it was lazy i think he could have been more of the story I think he deserved to be. I don't know why the Shadow Broker is in this fucking show. <laughs> She's the weakest part of it. I, I appreciate that Sharon Carter's back, but it just bummed me out. And then they like Sam gets his triumphant moment, but it's to the press and like to a fucking nothing. Now he does get the good line of like, it's because people like you are only in rooms of people like you talking about like the problem with government and senators and. But yeah, dude, I just, I wanted Walker to get the, get the speech. I thought it would have been the same oomph, and instead they just, but, you know. I disagree. I, I, I think the speech was the way they handled it. My only regret with the speech is that, again, and this, I'm not going to repeat what I said earlier, but the whole, but because, in my opinion, they failed to make, they failed to give Carly, my big problem with that speech is that it would have had more oomph if, again, We've seen the government actually trying, even if it was like phase one, it didn't actually like kick anyone out. Yeah, but they were starting to do it, like starting to move people and like moving people out. The, the speech would have more oomph, especially because there's a part where he's like, Carly, you're right. She, she was a fugitive. She broke the law, but like she was also fighting for something and now she's dead. And, and, and he's like, someone's going to take her place. Again, if they just had like just, showing don't not telling that the government was actually gonna fucking move people and kick people out of america and other and presumably other uh first world countries then that speech and carly's death would have meant much more and the fact that sharon carter killed carly would have had more weight because she's one of the people behind the fucking scenes and now she works for and now she works for the government and i don't know it just would have had more layers that's my only thing. And it's not even a problem with the speech itself or the aftermath of the speech. It's the buildup. And that's kind of my biggest, I guess, to wrap this up, that's my biggest issue with this show is they didn't focus enough on on the storyline they should have. And maybe maybe they did before they had to make cuts because of the pandemic or blah, blah, blah. So maybe it was there, but they had to cut it. Yeah, but we can only we can only talk about what we got. Yeah, exactly. Ifs and ifs and buts and stuff. So it's never gonna. Yeah. It sounds like I like the show a little more than you did, 
But um, I th- I think the show let me down, and it made it like a sour. I love Sam's storyline. If it was just the Sam bits, and it was like four episodes, hundred percent. I think there was a lot of shit in there that never paid off and made no sense. And I think Carly's the weakest villain we've ever really gotten. Ooh, that is a... In the MCU, that is Well, I mean, I'd have to think more. I'm sure there are some Thor villains, like the fucking white-haired guy elf dude who probably are shittier. But I just think for like a... For an on-the-ground soldiers and boots-in-the-mud kind of story that this was supposed to be, she was just kind of like a... A bummer. I don't know. She didn't hit it. And I think if they had just had it be John Walker was the real villain was like not a villain would have been cooler to me. And I don't think she's bad, but kind of like you say, they should have gone all in with her and shit should have been going down and it should have been like a constant fight against time and we're seeing a world in dis- disarray or they just shouldn't have done her at all. But they do her a little yeah, bit like, for- in between and it's... Uh, like I forget his name. Uh, he was in like I know he I know he's played by a UFC fighter. Um, he uh, the like, oh Batrock or whatever Batrock. Yeah, Batrock. The French guy. Yeah, like I, I know it's cool because I know he was in my opinion still one of the best MCU movies ever made. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's the best. I'm not even having conversations. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we don't need to do a podcast because it's just facts. It's it's still the best. Yeah, but um. But basically, like they brought him back, and I'm very happy they did. And what? And again, I'm like, it wouldn't have had much of an impact. But what if, like, they did a story where, like, he was the main villain, and maybe he was the leader of the Flag Smashers? But of course, a different plot doesn't have to be because of the blip or anything. But like, yeah, and like he has his motivations. He has his wants to kill Captain America. Who knows? But it's just it's vague. But then the main story, like, that's a backdrop for the main story, which is Walker yeah. versus Wilson. I think that yeah. would have been that would have that would have been like, and as you said, I think that would have been a better dynamic if it was a like Captain America yeah, versus Captain I agree 100%. America. Or my thing is maybe Carly should have been a two season villain. True. Maybe we should have had her get to this point. And I think it would have been cool if we saw Sam pull a Steve move and actually sort of let Carly get away, thinking the best in her at the end. And, like, he has a chance to bring her in, and he's like, my one superpower is I think people can do better. And he lets her go, hoping she won't. And then she shows her hand, kind of like Zemo is talking about, as this ultra-radicalized person. And then in the second season, if we get new Captain America, a whole new season of him before his fourth movie, he kind of has to make that hard decision of, like, some people i just think she needed more time or she needed not be in it or she needed something more important to be doing but she's kind of just barely a thing and i don't like her whereas john walker could have been such a good thing but he didn't get enough time because a bunch of time was going to this thing that didn't matter i don't know if i have to rate if, if we're since we're getting to the end i'm gonna just rate the show i'm rating it bad and I hate that I have to say Should that. We... But I, I would say don't. Wa- I wouldn't watch. So it's my rating. Okay, so we're gonna establish this now for the podcast because I know you have your good bad rating. I kind of have the one out of four, one being terrible, one being uh, okay. two being. I'm bad. rating it a two. Okay, okay, okay. So going forward, will we use the four rating? One being terrible, two. Being yeah, we'll bad. just use the four rating. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they all mean something. So I'm gonna say two is bad. Is don't watch it unless you're like a super fan of these characters. Right. 
don't watch it unless so one will be just don't watch two will be don't watch unless three is watchable and then four will be like definitely fucking watch i would say i would say it's a three i think there is definitely like again if someone told if i knew a little bit of what i knew before getting into it i would have personally just skipped it because i would be like oh this is gonna be disappointing i still like in my opinion because again here's the thing i care more about endings than i do about build-ups so because of that, I actually and the hot take. We're full. Ryan had a bunch of hot takes this episode. Now I have a hot take. I think I enjoy Ooh. this better than Wandavision solely, Ooh. solely because of the ending. I actually I like the speech at the end. I like the ending. That I, that is a hot take. Now I think a lot of people feel that way. I think it's just me personally. I got too invested in one character. They blew it, and I'm like, fuck this forever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a. That would make it a 2.5. Okay, we'll give it, we'll we give it a 2 and 3. We get a 2.5. So it's like, maybe watch it, yeah. maybe don't. If you agree more with me, you watch it. If you get more with Rain, you don't watch it. There yeah. we go. Exactly. You heard our reasons for hating it. If you think I've, I've made my point. Of course, we spoiled all of it. And I do think this is a show that benefited from if you were watching it every week rather than watching it. If I was it binging together. it, I would have... It would have been... This is, this is a hard binge. Like... Yeah, it would... It's... And I think you would like it a lot less because the things, because a lot of my excitement for the show came in the weeks where I'm waiting where I'm like, that dude just decapitated a guy with Captain America's shield. What's going to happen? Like, what the fuck? And then, and then you'd get the episodes and you're like, ah, oh, well, that's less interesting than what I want. Yeah. Like, but what, what? we are fucking two hours into what was supposed to be an hour long. Also, podcast. I didn't want to interrupt the podcast and mention this, but I never introduced myself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. So welcome. Uh, what you've just listened to is Council Culture. I'm Ryan, and you are... Benny B. And that, and this is the first episode. That's how we'll, we'll announce it at the very end of the episode. This is episode zero. Who are these guys? Why are they yelling at each other? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lot like Marvel. We just get into it, and we never explain what happened. There's a whole pandemic storyline to this podcast that we cut out. You'll never get to know. Yeah, about. We're like, it, because we're not going to name names. Someone didn't know how to use fucking audacity, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's the audacity storyline you never get to hear.